Hello, I'm Aparna Kurjaker, and I am the Chief Customer Officer for Verizon Consumer. We've set out on a very lofty goal, be as famous for our customer experience as we are for the network these experiences run on. I'm Catherine Speglia, and this is Well Technically, the tech podcast where women do the explaining. Aparna, thanks so much for taking the time to be here. Thank you for having me here. I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to hearing your perspective on the customer experience, particularly considering, you know, the strange times we're all currently living in and dealing with. But before we dive into that, I'm going to begin by asking you the same question that I ask all of my guests, which is, what is an example of a time in which being a woman has empowered you? That's an interesting question, because oftentimes I'm asked about a time when being a woman has put me in a disadvantage. So this is uh, really interesting. Of course, um, as a woman, I am empowered and emboldened to be more resilient, empathetic, and simply put, just multitask so much better. Um, But uh, the one aspect of being a woman that uh, I really feel empowered about is the fact that I have become a fearless leader for seeking out diversity. As someone who's been in the technology space and a woman and a minority over the last two decades, I have walked the walk and I know what it takes to get a real good voice at the table, a seat at the table, and uh, being in earnest um, a leader in the business where we are, I'm also a student of the business. So having done that, I very humbly take the role of a model for others who are walking in those shoes today, but more importantly, be maniacally focused in seeking out diversity in all shapes and forms, different voices, different experiences, different genders, demographics, age groups, because I'm a firm believer, and I've seen this happen with me and others like me in the room, that with the melting potpourri of all these different experiences comes real true innovation and disruption, and uh, in ways where uh, you wouldn't have it if those voices were not at the table. So I really feel like I'm empowered to bring that diversity, having walked the walk. So in your bio, it says that you described yourself as being logical to a fault, but also open-minded to all ideas. How would you say that those two qualities come out in the work that you do with Verizon? It's funny. Um, my, my dad always says, Aparna is someone who doesn't see the glass half full or half empty. It's always the glass is, glass is just not the right size. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm very logical to a fault. But over time, what I have done is I've added two more secret ingredients to a recipe, which logic is great. Data is the story today. Deep analytics is really what things are, should be run with. But the two ingredients that I've added to it is one is context. Um, and I always share my tomato theory, which is, you know, knowing tomato is a fruit is, um, is good knowledge. But wisdom comes in knowing that you don't put tomato in a fruit salad. And that's that context that that I think is really important along with the logic. And the second piece is risk-taking. So making sure that you have barely enough data. You'll never have enough. You'll just have barely enough. 
and go with your gut and make that decision. And that has helped me throughout, me personally, as I've taken various roles, even if I talk about Verizon, roles across the network and in strategy and really pushing myself into spaces where were totally new to me in PNL. Uh, products and this current role where uh, in every case I've had to go with logic and be really open to ideas, bring myself there fully and completely, but also bring others so that we can have that uh, sort of amalgamation of great ideas pulled together. And throughout my career, I think I have been lucky enough to share that and show that to be sort of uh, working jointly with folks in Motorola on the Razer product, if you remember that, or if you know of it, I'm dating myself here, um, or making the largest investment for IoT for Verizon through Hughes Telematics um, and making some real large turnarounds and products for the company as well. So uh, just, I think it has served me well to be logical and my engineering and technology backgrounds always um, helped me with that. Yeah, I think what inspired me to ask that question when I read it in your bio is that logic is often considered a, a masculine quality. And of, of course, all of that is arbitrary where we put these these things. But I, I just thought it was an interesting characteristic to give yourself. And I was curious to see how you felt that played out, especially with open mind also is more empathetic. And, you know, in the bio, it also went on to say you felt like some of those were in some ways opposite of each other. So I just thought it was interesting and sort of relevant to this larger conversation around uh, women in technology. That's right. And that's that's, you know, you talk about what our strengths are and the strength to bring in that empathy, that context to every solution and being able to put yourself in the other person's shoes as you're bringing that logic to the discussion is just so key and important to so many decisions that are happening, especially in the wake of all that is happening around us today. Speaking of all that's happening around us today, I wanted to ask you what it's been like being a leader in the communications industry during COVID-19. You know, what are some of the biggest adjustments you feel that you and, you know, perhaps Verizon leadership as a whole has had to make? Yeah, it certainly has been a black swan event, right? No one was expecting to be so um, impacted, both individually as well as collectively as a society. And through all of that, uh, from a leadership perspective, I think the clarity around two key things. One is making sure that the well-being and safety of our employees was prime and uh, smack in the center of all our decisions um, on starting day one was important. And the other was caring for our customers. And as you can widely imagine, given COVID and this whole work from home, connectivity took a completely new meaning. So connectivity for the home body economy is so huge. For education is even bigger. For working from home is big. Entertainment and how people are looking at entertainment now in this COVID space um, is different. So we had to make sure that we were catering to that. You know, I like to put sort of the COVID response as a leader into not one or two cycles. Typically, you know, as a leader, you're working in multi-cycles. I almost put myself into four cycles. And that's how I see leadership in Verizon. One is the, the muscle twitch here and now that we had to do. Absolutely. You need connectivity. You need to move people into the home, the employees into the home. How do you ensure that and work it? And then we were forced to reinvent. We had to reinvent how uh, the stores are going to work, reinvent how digital plays a huge role um, in the journey there. But the fun really starts as you start thinking about the third and the fourth cycle, leadership. And where is it that you're going to be known 
as a leader in the space as you build the COVID response and fortify it. And this is a space where we've picked sort of this humanizing digital as a story. And then lastly, as every leader should be thinking, it's about what are you creating here? What is the sustained advantage to this point of uh, no crisis going waste? What is it that we're doing to ensure that we are solidifying that muscle twitch, right? And um, rewiring to speed up such that we're moving faster than the market. And that's really going to be a lot of fun. And I'm having a lot of fun in pushing myself and the team because there are two things that have come out loud and clear to me personally as a leader. Seeing the response and the immense capacity of the team um, through COVID, we were leaving a lot of the capacity. We were doing great as an A team, but there was so much capacity was that, that was left on the table that we ran to when this crisis came. The question becomes, how do you unleash that and tap into it? And it's really important that we do that. And the second is, I, as a leader, has to, I have to make sure that I'm freeing up some cycles to be thinking about that creation space, that space where I'm, I'm constantly doing the what ifs because it is possible. I've seen a black swan event in my lifetime. Uh, all of us have. And we just need to make sure that we're building from there. So it's been a really interesting journey. Very proud of how the teams really um, stepped up. And I think we can do so much more as we move into that creation space. Today's episode of Well Technically is brought to you by Comscope. Comscope is pushing the boundaries of technology to create the world's most advanced wired and wireless networks. Their global team of employees, innovators, and technologists empower customers to anticipate what's next and invent what's possible. Discover more at comscope.com. Before getting more into the specifics of providing that digital customer experience you were referring to, can you first just give me some more general details about what makes a good digital customer experience? Everybody in the world is talking about digital, isn't it? It, it? it just feels like that was the story last year, the year before that. But now everyone's talking about how digital has either saved their lives or they've got to move into digital. I think the key, the real key to a great, exquisite digital experience is using digital as a tool and not the end goal. And I will tell you that because even as Verizon, and it's safe to say Verizon wasn't a highly digitized company as we started off, we have physical stores, we have you know the customer service where you call in. As we moved into digital, there was this whole attraction of, you know, yep, we want to move to digital. But finding out the true meaning of where it is that the customer would want you to meet them and ensuring that you're using digital as that tool and as that solution, the connector that can get you there is really the key. So everyone's building that stack and getting to, you know, so those great experiences, it becomes more a matter of the choice you give to the customer. And as Verizon we are one of the few lucky companies where we've got some very good channels. We've got retail channels with very good experiences that we can offer out to the customer. We've got the customer service channel. What if we leverage digital as a means to expose the best of the best to the customer 
versus forcing the customer down this one path only. So you want self-serve, sure, you got it. You want to be assisted in with digital, awesome. But you know what, if you want to get into that store, you have a digital app that will make your life so much easier in the store. And better yet, the rep is supported by a lot of digital technology enhancements as well. So it's a win-win. I think the key is to think about bringing in simplicity, but then more importantly, personalized, contextualized, and effortless experiences to the customer. It's really about that. And so long as you can solve for that uh, through digital, you've won the game. So as you mentioned, digital customer experiences didn't originate because of COVID. You know, this was already a trend before the pandemic and before stores had to close or limit capacity. And I'm sh- and it was already on Verizon's radar, all this stuff. So I kind of want to get a better sense of what digital experiences and services were you offering mm-hmm. before? Like kind of just your run of the mill. This is the direction that that shopping and this industry is going in versus, you know, what did you have to develop or add as a result of COVID? How did those, how did you approach the digital customer experience pre-COVID and now in the middle of COVID? And even, you know, what are you going to do post-COVID? Are you going to keep all of these uh, digital experiences or are you going to kind of reel them back in? Yeah. Um, and that's a great question. So Again, quite like most other companies in the industry, as well as in parallel industries, digital is a really key tool for two reasons. One is you're looking for the right kinds of efficiencies uh, that digital can bring and the right kinds of insights that can help you do better for the customer. But two, and most importantly, the customer expectation has changed. They expect you to find them where they are and work with them for sales or service through the right kinds of digital means. And that's awesome because it opens up a huge opportunity for a customer company like Verizon. What we've been doing is uh, some very exhaustive work in building self-serve opportunities for the customer. Where it makes sense if uh, you want to change your address if you want to switch phones, um, you can do that on digital, completely digital journeys, completely self-served. If it didn't make sense for you to self-serve, we had chatbots where you could come in and we still keep building on those chatbots. You come in, you ask your question and the chatbot will start responding. If you want it asynchronously, we'll do that. And then of course, as we started tying digital and physical together, we call it fidgetal, um, you start thinking about hey, I'm buying here and then uh, shifting into the store to go pick up something or vice versa, I go into the store and then I complete the journey in digital. And it's those seamless paths between the different channels that we had that we had already started building. I think what's more interesting in conjunction with that is we had already started building a huge amount of data around you as a customer and what brings meaning to you and taking insights and modeling those with with deep ML to start creating and predicting what it is that you may want to buy from us or what kind of a service you may need at a certain time. If your bill has gone up, I know you're gonna connect with me. Um, So let me be proactive and give you the information. Or if you were late in paying the, the fee this first time, I may be able to waive your fee paying your bill, I may be able to waive your fee the first time. So starting to build those insights, and that's become really, really key and germane as we moved into the space of COVID, where 
uh, at least for the first few weeks, all our stores were completely shut down. And digital took, uh, we took the advantage of the fact that we always already had this plumbing in digital to start supporting all that traffic. And what we saw in COVID is a couple of things. If experiences are easy enough and simple enough for customers, they will come and, and work in digital and stick with digital even after and as the stores have opened or customer services has opened uh, for normal business, we're seeing a lot of customers for the value that digital is bringing to them sticking with digital. What we're also seeing is for things like a contactless solution in the store, leveraging digital is something that is coming very naturally. But the key piece, which may not come as a surprise to you, but I think is really important to note, is what we've realized is not every customer is made equal. And this is not in a, it, every customer is diverse and different. And going to that segment of one and really think about you, the kind of transaction you're looking for, the kind of digital propensity you have, and then the situation you're in, are you an irate customer or you are pretty much a happy customer just coming in to check for stuff? And depending on that, making sure that I'm triaging and giving you the best happy path is going to be important. And that's the key learning and the nuance that we're taking out of COVID is not just that we have accelerated the shift to digital. It's really not that. We've accelerated the shift to use digital to decide and help you and build that trust in the through choice and value. Yeah, so let's talk about this concept of a holistic customer a bit, as you were sort of referencing. What does it really mean to look at a customer holistically? And what are the individual elements that go into that? Especially as you were mentioning during COVID, you know, a lot of people are struggling in new ways as customers. So what we've learned through COVID, and it's, again, shouldn't come as a surprise to you, is the definition of value is changing for the customer. The definition of what's essential is changing for the customer. It's important for the customer now to be able to get access to entertainment in terms of video and games a certain way, to be able to be at home and have wireless as the backup, but even connectivity as we provided into the home broadband as a lifeline it's really important that their kids are catered to through the right kinds of solutions and they're looking for the right kinds of partners there. What is also interesting is as they're looking for that value and essentials, they, there is a shock to the loyalty element. Uh, what we've realized, and this is, this is open market information, um, about 50% of the customers through COVID have actually gone and tested a new brand. Why? Because it's more convenient or it's more accessible to them. So they are 2x more uh, propensed to be able and going to uh, fully welcome a new brand altogether because um, it's giving them something different and new, a new um, sort of KPI that now is in their vocabulary, which is convenient, uh, convenience or uh, safety in some cases or just the fact that something is in stock someplace. And, and I'm sure you and I will both resonate with that. There's the other piece, which is just given with the, the flight to online and the lack of mobility, we've seen a lot of the usage shift from sort of the densely populated, maybe into rural or suburban areas. And uh, there is a huge need for the customer to be putting safety first. So when they walk into the store, when they're um, trying to get into a physical 
situation with us, they want to make sure that it is completely contactless and supporting that. So what we've done is we've internalized all of these needs because it is really important for us to keep our base happy, also invite new customers to come join us with the new changing needs and evolving needs uh, taken into care and accounted for. And um, what we've done right after COVID is signing up for Keep America Connected or making sure that we were providing free data uh, for individuals and customers. We've extended that through exceptionally good price plans. We talk about kids and the needs for kids to be connected now. We've come up with a really good uh, kids plan. And, and then, of course, as we look at options for customers to continue working with us, extended the, that touchless experience in the store with curbside and supporting other solutions as uh, the customers find fit, same-day delivery and extensions of that. All of this through the lens that I was talking about earlier around what is that individual need and how is it that we're solving for that the right way. And I think the power of big data and the power of knowing so much about the customers helping us in many ways to be able to make that the segment of one so you're important and we don't lose you in the averages of but mostly people want this. And um, that that's really what we are attempting to do right now and it's working and we will continue to. You asked about how is it that we look to extend this story beyond COVID. We do think this is one of that muscle twitch that will that is here to stay, that we're going to fortify and build a sustainable and a meaningful differentiation for Verizon through it. Well, Aparna, thank you so much. That was really helpful. I appreciate you taking the time to share your insights with me on all this. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. Thank you for doing what you're doing. It's a really important cause. And your cats manage for the most part and behave themselves. Well, Technically is an Arden Media production. For advertising inquiries, contact Danny Miller at dmiller at ardenmedia.com. Today's show was produced and edited by me, Catherine Speglia. 